Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup, and you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25, in natural mint. Here's to the winning combination for 2022, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB while supplies last. You're listening to an LA Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. Zanoff. Able to get much of a piece of it. Dursey holds the zone. Dursey delays, whips it across. Burke loads up. Fires! Scores! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Trevor Moore to put the Kings ahead. Scores! Decisive! Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. I don't know what to say, you guys. I'm recording this intro hours after the Kings win over the Panthers. I've gone home. I watched the new episode of Winning Time. I picked a new song. Like, I'm spent emotionally. Um, I want you to be hyped up listening to this because I was losing my freaking mind last night, but I just can't be as excited as I was when Martin Furk bazooka'd that shot into Florida's net. I can't make you see me, Jabs, and Zach losing our minds at every step of the shootout. Zach Dooley and Carlin Baith were kind enough to stick around at Crypto with me to record this episode, and I hope it's even half as fun to listen to uh, as last night's game was to watch. So, enjoy. All right, we are here inside the media room at Crypto.com Arena. Joining me tonight, Zach Dooley. How are you doing tonight, Zach? Jesse, couldn't be better after after the game that we are following here. And uh, also Carlin Bathe. How are you doing tonight, Carlin? I'm hydrating. <laughs> <laughs> and think, chipping. Oh, my God, I'm chipping. Yeah. I'll stop chipping for the pod, but I'm doing wonderful. No, how are right. you? I'm great. Uh, we are recording this immediately following the Kings' 3-2 win over the Florida Panthers by way of a shootout. Uh we have so much ground to cover, but let's just talk about the game first before we get into the King of the Week and the other stuff we want to talk about. Uh, Zach, heading into this game, based on what happened last night in San Jose, uh, I think we were all reasonably guarded emotionally as far as what tonight might look like. I think that's fair. Um, you have so many regulars out of the lineup, not from last night necessarily to tonight. Obviously, there were a couple that dropped out, but the Kings are hit by the injury bug right now. That's not a secret. Um, you're playing the team that is the highest scoring team in the NHL, the best goal differential in the NHL, second most wins in the NHL on a back to back when they haven't played in two days, the deck on paper, very stacked against the Kings, which makes what they were able to do all that much more impressive. Carlin, you know, I, we've already talked about it, but I, uh, Zach and Jack Jablonski were forced to, to watch me um, pace around uh, the press box during uh, the final minutes of the game. Then Martin Furk scores. Then you you know, over to Yes. Well, I almost, no. I almost did. <laughs> no cheering. <laughs> I, I mouthed some profanities uh, aggressively over and over some and over guitar again. riffs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but what was it like from your perspective down? Uh, were you at event level for that? I'm at event level. Okay. I am at the glass opposite to where they were shooting the puck. And 
emotional person, which is the <laughs> worst thing to be if you're a reporter. So I do my best every single day to not let my feelings get in the way of my job. In that moment, knowing how much adversity this team is going through, knowing how many people are out of the lineup, knowing the reinforcements that have been called back up who were sent down at times to work on their own game for a guy like Martin Furk to come in and be that game tying goal in the most Martin Furk way, utilizing his biggest weapon in his toolbox. Like it was just a powerful, incredible feeling to be kind of a fan for a second and just watch that moment happen and know how badly this team needed that and that player. And on a game where, like, holy crap, Jonathan Quick just played his 700th game. Like, what the heck? How could you write a story any better? I would take the injuries out personally, but, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to have all that happen. It just was overwhelming. And in that moment, I let myself tear up a little bit. And I'm not lying. Like, it just was so poetic. It was uh, before the game, and I hope I'm not telling anything that uh, he'd wish that I didn't. But before the game, Jim Fox and I were bumped into each other in the broadcast booths i was leaving the the pregame show and he said uh he said if they win tonight which right off the bat i was like yeah okay okay, jim sure if they win tonight go ahead he said if they win tonight this will be like the number one example of why you follow sports yes like this kind of sure this kind of game and i wasn't wasn't expecting the sentence to go anywhere meaningful but as soon as he said it i was like oh yeah 100 percent," and i then completely forgot about it because I just didn't expect them to win tonight. Um, frankly, I expected them to get their doors blown all the way off. Um, I mean, how, Zach, I, I, my We're brain, yeah, yeah, <laughs> my brain keeps it's wanting real. to go to how important a win was this, but there is no, I mean, super important, obviously, right? Like yeah. the best part of this was the Kings. They didn't get outplayed for more than that five minute stretch in the second too. Like they fought, they battled for 60 minutes in a lot of situations where maybe two games ago, it goes the other way. But like tonight, it just felt different. It just felt like the whole time you, you felt that they were going to tie it just like it did when everyone was in the lineup. It didn't matter that who was out. It mattered who was in. And it was like, you know what? Yeah. Like Trevor Moore is not going to tie it tonight because Martin Furk's going to tie it. Trevor Moore tied it in Boston. And it's just going to be somebody. And it was, you saw Sean Dersey make that pass from one board all the way to the other. And he got it to Ferk. And he's like, who else do you want in that spot? And just another hero for this team. It was just, just so many cool moments tonight and cool things that happened. I spent most of my Friday at the Getty. Uh, That's fun. It was. Yeah. And, and I spent, so I spent the whole day sort of in a different headspace than I usually spend yeah exactly and so i spent a whole lot of time thinking about art and what (laughs) makes art and what makes somebody an artist and the thing that i came away with from the end of the day was was that uh it's gonna make no sense but i promise it will in a moment was that one of the most important talents you can have in order to succeed in that world is audacity and i don't mean it in its negative connotation i mean it in its full neutral connotation which means you know to have to be bold to be audacious uh this team has audacity <laughs> like this team had no business sean dersey to your point had no business making that pass um he's what 40 games into his nhl career um and martin ferk 
to just wind up and rip that shot. <laughs> um, this is just audacity is the only word I can think of. He um, had the audacity. Yeah, and and yeah. this team to come back. You know, Jim Fox again on on the sly. Uh, his podcast talked about the importance of the comeback win in Columbus and then the subsequent win against Boston and how the previous games had put the team in a spot where you were thinking, oh, is this the camel or is this the straw that breaks the camel's back? Excuse me. Is this the moment that the body language turns, that the team loses its confidence, that things go wrong? I feel like tonight was another situation exactly like that. I can't remember who was in this media availability, but it was right before – it was right after the All-Star break, after those few games and that break before Arizona where the Kings were like, all right, 30 games in 60 days, whatever, a game every other day the rest of the year. And McClellan talked about the peaks and valleys, and he said, we're going to have peaks and valleys. It's just about how you handle them, how you cut the valleys off before they become too deep. And, like, this could have become one of those valleys. Two losses against the Sharks, then it's Florida, then it's Colorado, then it's the Sharks again, then it's Vegas. Like, you can see how this could have spiraled and then the Kings chop it off and don't allow it to spiral. And that's just so big in a playoff run where you don't let that two become three, you cut it off and you turn it the other way. And that's exactly what they did today. They're also the first team to beat the Panthers after the Panthers were leading after two periods. That's right. I saw that stat. I don't quote me, but like what 30 O and O or something they were, they were unstoppable leading after two. It was almost like you go into that third period with that lead that you see on the board with the Panthers and you think, well, there's the dagger before anything else happens. Like, of course the stat will ring true and they won't come back. And to do that too, to against all the odds and be the first team this season to do that. Like, ah. I, I wonder, and I'll have to look this up, but I wonder how many teams have beat Florida twice this season. It's a, a good, great question. Yeah. Uh, great and, question. And then just, you know, piping in on the the impressiveness of this win. The last time the Kings played Florida, how many guys were out of the lineup for Florida? It was quite a few, right? They couldn't even field a full 18. Right. That was a scary COVID moment. Yeah. yeah. That was a like, if one more guy went down, yeah. we weren't playing that game yeah. situation. And so this felt like very much the reverse, right? Heading into it. Like, okay, now the Kings are the team that are right. weak. And so, the you know, Florida will come in, get their revenge game. It'll be an Eastern Conference team. You won't think too much about it, blah, 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 blah. Kings come out with four points in both scenarios. Uh, it's ridiculous. We do have a lot of stuff to get to, so I'm going to cut it off here. We're going to go straight into play of the game. Zach, play of the game for this win. A lot of options. Um, do I do I want to take the easiest one, or do I want to be a team player and let one of you take <laughs> the easiest one? Um, I'm going to just say that it was Martin Firks. Firkin' Rocket from the left circle <laughs> that was tie the game late. You could, it just, it was a poetic ending to regulation, a poetic way to tie the game. It's the cop out answer when you go first and you sewer your teammates. It's like, <laughs> it's like a hospital pass. Like I'm setting you guys up to get drilled in open ice because I took the easy one, but that's my answer. Garland play of the game. The captain getting fired up when you probably needed him the most, you know, a team behind him who's just riddled with, injury who he knows he has to be that person in that situation and he was other than that i have a, a play of the game part two yeah you go for it i think kupari's goal that kicked sure. off scoring in general like that he needed that he needed to come back and do that and you could hear that in his post-game press conference mm-hmm. like that's just something that was so necessary for him as a player 
all any player wants to do is be a factor in a game and have an impact. And he was able to do that on a on a new line that looked fierce. I mean, just made each other look so good tonight. And uh, Jordan Spence getting his first NHL career point on that goal. It was, it was a poetic. Let's keep going back to that just word. Poetic. <laughs> Theme of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Zach, I like it when my teammates take the easy uh, one because it challenges me. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to come with some audacity here. Love it. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with Martin Furk's dive to break up the pass. There you go. Yeah. His play uh, with 11 minutes left in the third. That is my favorite play in hockey is the guy stretched out on his belly to poke a puck away. I, Blake Lazat did it earlier this season on a, in the offensive zone. <laughs> um, and here Martin Furk does it crossing over the blue line. I love that play. I love when guys lay out to make that play. It's one of the first things they teach you in hockey is how to Superman <laughs> and then get back up again. It's and, a great play. And it's one of the things that I, I've always loved about Drew Doughty is I believe he's one of the most effective at it. So to see Martin Furk, a guy who was brought up, as Todd McClellan said in his postgame presser, he was brought up to shoot the puck. Yeah. Shoot it, he did. But he also laid out and hustled back and did whatever he could um, to get the win. So that's my play of the game, Zach player of the game. And who knows if that shot even matters, right? If he doesn't make that, yeah. that play. We'll, we'll never know because we he made the play. Because he made the play. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Rasmus Kupari. Um, I think you could take anyone on that line, really. Um, I thought all three of them were incredibly effective. But I thought that at the beginning of the year, we saw the full package of Rasmus Kupari the size and speed, the skill, goal-scoring ability. And then his consistency, I think, dropped off a bit. He wasn't delivering that every game, maybe miscast as a center. So for him to go down to the AHL, to come back up and play with the speed and the energy that he did tonight, to get a really big goal early, because um, as we saw in other games, sometimes the Kings will play pretty good first periods and they'll be 0-0 or they'll be down a goal. And for him to get that goal to reward play after last night's game i think he was the player of the game for me carlin player of the game can i go last yeah sure okay you go all right i am going uh off the board i suspect um with philip deno oh because zach you had a tweet that initially made me sort of like i don't know if roll my eyes is the right word but i was like oh dooley Dooley, dooley, dooley. And uh, I'm going to get it not perfectly, so I apologize. That's what I do every time I read your Twitter. So I guess we're, <laughs> we're now going back and forth. But it was a small a book, a book title, Small uh, Good Hockey Plays by Philippe Deneau, or author <laughs> Philippe Deneau. Yeah. I'd read that book. Yeah. And, you know, I've said it before, I've said it again. He, to me, has just become one of my favorite kings of all time already in his short time here. And that line, 26 to 6 at even strength, chances 4. Um, He's just out there doing the right thing every second of every, you know, yes, he's human. So he has the odd off game, the odd off shift. But tonight was a perfect example. They needed everything he could give them. And Florida gets two goals. And and two sort of weird, fluky, yeah. not fluky, but, you know, like. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Philippe Deneau, my player of the game. Carlin? Gosh, I want to say Martin Furk. I want to say that. I really do. I want to say, um, I want to say Toby Bjornfoot. I don't know why that may seem like kind of off the board. Like you went off the board with Phil Deneau. There were some plays. And again, my, my viewing 
point is right at ice level, right where those guys are in the trenches. So sometimes I read things a little more aggressively than maybe you would up high from your bird's eye view where you are in the press box. But when I see him up close and personal making some of the defensive plays that he makes to stop things that maybe don't look as big or impactful from up high or even where the even where the camera shoots and shows you, you know, what it's shooting at home on your television sets. There were a few big moment plays that he broke up or just got back or grinded out a little bit harder in the corners that were what if they what if he didn't do that? What if what if he caused a turnover? What if he, you know, he he wasn't a minus tonight. He was I gave him a thumbs up and I thought he was great and then he went out with injury and it's just absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. I want to respond to that too because it's off the board because he didn't get a point. Yeah. But it's not off the board if you watch the game. Exactly. Like even from up top, it was like Toby's Toby's looks pretty good. Yeah. When he plays that aggressive style, it's like Toby was really good. Um, I also think that we should give an honorable mention to Jonathan Quick because even even if he didn't make a save, I think that his presence with this game being a seven hundredth gave the team a little spark when it needed one. Something to play for. Yeah, you, know? you saw the you see the celebration at the end where they mob him. Like I think it did mean a little bit extra to the team. It was a little spark on a night when it could have been hard to find one. Um, so I think that he was good with his play. But even if it wasn't, I think he should be in the conversation for his presence and his impact in the game. Yep, I think you're right. Um, so we're going to wrap up our conversation about this specific game here. We're done? No, we're oh. just done talking about this game. Okay. Now we're going to talk. Carlin has one foot out the door. She's now like, no, we're done. So, uh, no. Go grab another bag of chips. <laughs> I just want to eat. Um, yeah, it's very late here, no, by I'm the way, everybody fun. listening. Um, no, now we're going to do King of the Week. Cause, oh, damn it. Because it's Monday. Uh, Zach and I, you can just chime in on what Zach and I say if you want. Okay. Um, but, uh, Zach, I'm going to start. Ordinarily, I would let you start. But this time, I'm going to start because you just mentioned my honorable mention, mm-hmm. which is Jonathan Quick. Okay. Um, he struggled. Everybody struggled this week, so I won't select him for King of the Week. But I've said it a number of times. I will continue to say it. Jonathan Quick, in my mind, to this point in the franchise's history, is the most important king in franchise history. I've said it before. I can't call him the best because this franchise has had Marcel Dion, Wayne Gretzky, Drew Doughty, Anshe Kopitar. Like some incredible players have come through here. He's a goalie. Skaters is a tough. Comp- you know. Not interested in opening the can of worms of best king of all time, but if goalie is the most impactful player in professional sports outside of maybe a quarterback in football, mm-hmm. um, and Jonathan Quick came along and solidified this position for this organization for the better part of a decade, longer than a decade, um, owns every record, goaltending record for the Kings, you know, is an all time great. Um, Con Smythe winner, Stanley Cup winner. It sounds like King of the Year. This is what we're leading sounds up like King to. of the last like fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> king of the career. I just I love Jonathan Quick. Yeah. And tonight his post game press conference was a perfect example of why. Didn't say anything. <laughs> just you know, you know, great teammates, important games. Play again on Tuesday. All he wants to do is win and yeah. never talk about himself being exactly. the reason yep. why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why you root for him. Yeah, and so yeah. he's my honorable mention. Zach, uh, honorable mention for this week. My honorable mention is going to be Olimata. Okay. On a defense that has seen the least consistency of any part of this team, Olimata has been that steady, solid force in the blue line. 
Um, and it's pretty incredible to think about like where he started the year, which was a healthy scratch. He was injured in, in preseason, but when the Kings were fully healthy at the beginning of the year, Olimata was not in the top six. Now, potentially, all six of those defensemen from opening night are not available. Right. But Olimata is. And Olimata has brought a very similar, consistent, effective game over the last two to three months. And I think that steadiness has been especially important this week as he's been paired with different players, forced into different roles, forced to play more minutes. Um, so even though he's never going to be a guy who you're going to say is your king of the week for his point production, I think his steadiness merits an honorable mention this week. He's been showcasing what Todd has said is the reason why he came here. And a lot of people on social media, which is where we read most of our things, <laughs> we're harping on him and yeah. kind of just pointing out the lack of production as, you know, oh, this is bad. But like, he's doing exactly what he was brought here to do and being steady doing it. And you are so right. So I have to say an honorable mention or I'm saying the king of the week. No, you're doing an honorable mention if you want to. Or we can just jump. Zach and I can jump. Oh, to the so yours up. is the only one that counts. If ultimately. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so all I've learned today is that Carlin does not listen to Jesse's podcast <laughs> ever. Here's the thing. I listen to the king of the week every time. And then I don't even realize that it's your choice. That's the king. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone else's picks go back. Yeah, exactly. It's like who's, who's lines lines anyway. anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh my god, the points don't matter. Um, so my honorable mention, gosh, Andreas happened to see you, a guy who came back in the lineup who'd been battling his own battles with injury throughout the season, and then, you know, he comes back in and is a factor immediately, and I think he gets. I don't want to say discarded, but like it doesn't get looked at as the savior or the solution or the holy crap, I, I can't believe this person is back in. It's like always an asset to have him back in. But I thought he kind of proved himself on our most recent road trip of why having that asset back in is so beneficial. Empty net goal. Also, like one of the most hardworking empty net goals I think I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. But that that matters and that's important. That shows that you're not giving up at any moment in the game. And then his overtime winner was just like I don't want to use the word poetic again, but he wanted that so badly and while we were waiting for the post-game interview, just him hunched over literally like like could not catch his breath but also could not wrap his mind around how how incredible that was like he was fired the f up <laughs> we had some choice words you cannot say on television but like those are the <laughs> moments where you can just see that player and how much that means to them and how much it probably meant to the team and then to have him go down too i'm just like come on what sorcery is yeah. going on here? some bad stuff zach you're running up runner up excuse me wait Whoa. so we do a runner up yeah, that was honorable mention. Now we're going doing runner up, and then we'll do king. Of the I league. swear to God, I listened <laughs> to your podcast. As far as I know, the format has not changed. <laughs> I think this is the twenty fourth time we've done this. <laughs> I don't think I remember the titles. I just listened to everyone say their reasons yeah. to the players. So that was my runner up. Was Andreas out okay, to see you? Fair enough. Um, that was who I was going to touch on. Uh, it, it's almost hard to remember what this week looks like. Yeah. Because the first game this week was the Boston game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, where Athena CU obviously scored the OT winner. 
And then there was also the, the San Jose game at home that he, he scored. And so he was my runner up. Um, I'll go off the board because I don't have anything else prepared. <laughs> and I'm just we hopeful. We were supposed to prepare stuff? Um, nah. No. Oh. <laughs> but I, I certainly didn't. Carlin really doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, this is Jesse here. Um, I'm going to say the Kings Athletic Training Staff. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, yes. Because they have had to deal with quite a bit over the last week. And I think that their hard work in getting players back, being able to play, will be incredibly important. So we'll say the athletic training staff is my runner-up this week. Carlin, runner-up. Oh, geez. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I gotta. I don't want to cop out and say, yeah, the, the athletic staff. Okay, I'll go a different route. Trent Yanni. How about the Band-Aid that did a pretty darn good job? Is this Are we talking about the same week, though? Mm-hmm. No, because he yeah, yeah, been, Boston. But no, Todd's first game would have been oh, Boston. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm ruining uh, the podcast. Well, you ruined. know what? Yeah. You still could say Trent Yanni. Because yeah. he got um, he held them over to that point. And, right? you know, I'd worked in how many young defensemen yeah, six new defensemen. into a 2-1-1 yeah. week. Yeah. There we go. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. He had a tough, um, a, lot of, a lot of tough things on his plate. And... How about this? Even a sub credit. Can we go one more layer? We're like an honorable mention. What's this one called? Runner up. Runner up. How about the like third place? No. How many deep can we go? Go as deep as you want. There's not a ton of the system. <laughs> a ton of rules here. The system that's been put in place. The structure. The structure. Okay. Because think about how Todd said in his post game press conference. You know, these guys that are coming up. I asked him about the reinforcements that have you know inserted themselves back in the team. They have been playing this structure where they're at in Ontario. This structure has been able to carry people through COVID. So everyone's on the same page, whether there's the same coach behind the bench or not. That's a huge testament to the organization to have such a strong structure that that can be relied upon when all hell breaks loose and eight bodies are going to be out of the lineup. Like that is my third place runner. That's your runner up. And I don't know if you guys have been able to figure this out about me, but I love that. That's exactly the kind of nonsense that, That's I, what you that, want. that okay. I want in King Let's of the get League. chaotic. Weird <laughs> theoretical <laughs> ideas yeah. as King of the Week. I think when we first did this, whatever it was, 15 years ago, I think teamwork and friendship were what the King of the Week. Who, week. Lo- who doesn't love friendship? <laughs> I, I awarded the Situation Room yes! runner-up last right. week. I so. that yeah, yeah. because I listened yeah. to the yeah. podcast. I thought that was <laughs> I just didn't know what rank So I'm, I'm going to go boring, and I'm going to say Sean Dursey's my runner-up, and it's because of that audacity, the assist on the game, on the game tying goals in both of the wins. Um, Trevor Moore's win or goal to tie the game in Boston, and now Martin Firk's uh, goal to tie the game here against Florida. Um, Sean Dersey, just audacity out of every pore. And uh, so that's my runner up. Uh, Zach, your king of the week. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Carlin is running out of people here. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Moore okay. as my king of the week. Um, he had four points from four games. He tied the game late against Boston. He had three points against the Sharks on Thursday. But, I mean, that was great. That's why he's there is the four points. But watch last night's or yeah last night's game against San Jose. It could be – it was 4 nothing. They were down. You didn't notice a single thing that was off from Trevor Moore. You saw the same exact player playing the same exact way with the same exact heart and hustle and effort that you saw in a one goal game. Um, and he contributed, I think every night, um, a lot of the things that you say about Phil Deneau, I think a different style of play, but can also apply to Trevor Moore with how consistent he is, the little things that he brings to the team. So 
I, I think he, for me, is the king of the week this week. Full disclosure, Garland, I'm agreeing with Zach, so if you want to just make it unanimous, save yourself a lot of stress. And I was going to say somebody else. <laughs> oh, go no. for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, no. Uh, Jordan Spence, because this is a person who's coming up. He's kind of like the first of the, hey, we've got a, a new face here. Or not new face, but he is the newest of the faces, right? But, hey, we've got somebody coming to this lineup, and then the dominoes kept falling and the, more came in. He plays his first NHL game as the first player to be a Japanese citizen. Skater. Skater, right? Because there was a goaltender. Mm -hmm. Excuse me on that one. Thank you. We've done that at least twice on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> the first skater um, and first Australian born because there has been an Australian um uh, not born, but Australian yeah, born in player. Wales, oddly yes, enough. Born but in Nathan Wales. Walker, yeah, Nathan yeah, Walker, yeah. yes. Um, those two things are super, super rad. Mm -hmm. Not only did he come up and play his game, he looked good doing it. There was one play in San Jose last night. I think it was the first goal. It may have gone off of his feet. Do you do you remember where? It, yeah, it was the second goal. Second goal. Yeah. Second, second of five goals. Right. It's yeah. it's a play that. As a young defenseman with so little experience up here, he probably thought, "Oh my God, I'm going to get sent back down for that." Like, how could how could that have happened? And it was such a a little small thing, but to see him come back and turn it around and then play the rest of the game the way that he did, I thought was impressive. And he's just been a guy up here playing his game. Got his first point tonight. I've, I've said it before, I will say it again, I do not believe in magic, I don't believe in fate, I don't believe in karma, except when hockey's involved, and every now and then players come along, and I believe that their life story possesses energy, momentum, power, whatever you want to call it, and Jordan Spence's story, the story of his hockey career, is so preposterously good, mm -hmm. I refuse to believe that it will ever end. Um Born in, he was born in born in Australia, Australia raised in Japan, for, lived yeah. there for a year, yeah. moves to Japan, starts playing hockey in Japan, moves yeah. when he's twelve to thirteen to Prince Edward Island, learns English, yep. to continue playing hockey, switches from forward to defenseman, and fourth round every pick. Every person has said this guy works his tail yep. off in their own words and own way. Makes but, it onto Team Canada, uh, only player, not a first-round pick, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Joins the reign, not supposed to play every game, plays every game, becomes one of the best players in the American Hockey League. One of the leaders in scoring yeah. among both defensemen and forwards. Yeah. Like top five, I think, at the time he was coming up for yep. among forwards and defensemen. Absurd, <laughs> unprecedented yeah. injuries strike. The parent club, Jordan Spence called up, plays over 20 minutes a game. Yep. preposterous and looks and started overtime tonight he right he started audacity. He, yeah. he had the audacity to, to step on the ice for, exactly. for three on three overtime exactly um it however protect him at all costs. however sadly okay. carlin the uh -oh. correct answer is trevor moore Shoot. right yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, in this particular case i'm not going to say anything more about trevor moore because i'm going to let todd mcclellan say it for me well i'm i'm buying trevor moore i've bought trevor moore since day one so he's a uh here's a little shout out for the the pioneers in denver where my son played so i have a i have a long history of trevor moore and i know what he did at that level um i also have a bit of a history with his former coach in toronto and i know if that coach liked him i had a pretty good idea that i would like him so um i don't have to talk about him anymore but you guys should be
So congratulations, Trevor Moore. Sorry. <clears throat> so congratulations, Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore. You almost screwed that up. This week's King of the Week. All right. So now I'm going to leave it up to you guys. We have been now recording for half an hour. It's a crazy week. We were going to talk about the biggest challenges the Kings are facing heading into the trading deadline. But honestly, this win kind of... I don't know. Should we just put it off for another day and just call it a night? Because you guys got to go home. I got to go home. Carlin, you got to eat some chips. I got to finish my story. Oh, yeah, exactly. You got to work to do it. I got to stay up and edit this thing. That's true. Are you guys trying to get rid of me? No. No, we're trying to get rid of ourselves. Yeah. But (laughs) it's it's weird. Like, we came in with a plan. Yeah. And then what happened in the game through that plan basically out the window. Yeah. Because the game was so amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. It almost felt weird to do what we wanted to do today. Yeah, full disclosure, Zach and I had talked. We, we like to put an episode out every Monday morning. And we had talked, you know, get, getting a guest is going to be difficult. The trade deadline's coming up. It's unclear what's going to happen. So you don't want to make any long-term right. concrete plans because everything could get blown up. Plus, the injuries are happening. Who knows? Like, you just look at what happened with Toby tonight, right? Like, right. Jesus, I don't, I don't know. Um, so we said, I'm talking to Carla now for those of you listening, She's <laughs> um, looking right at me. <laughs> so we said, okay, well in the past we've done like at the beginning of training camp, 10 biggest questions facing right. the Kings in training camp, then the regular season. Then we do updates throughout the season. And you re-answer those questions. So we were like, all right, we're going to do the five biggest, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do the five biggest questions facing the Kings heading into the trade deadline. Oh, but uh, that could take us 45 minutes. And like I said, we've already been doing it for half an hour. Zach's got to work. I'm tired. I didn't sleep Thursday night. So I got <laughs> to go home and edit this. So I think maybe we just hold that conversation for later in the week. I think so. Okay. We're all tired. Yeah. And I'm not tired. What are we doing? You and I, you and I are going <laughs> to hang out in the parking lot and talk about what a great game that was. That was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe I'll record it on my phone and let people listen. I don't, I don't <laughs> anyway, Zach, thank you as always for joining me. Pleasure. Carlin, thanks for sticking around. It's really over, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And thank Mike for for uh, signing your permission slip and letting you uh, come hang out with us. Stay out past eleven. I, I didn't mean to say that. Only for only for safety purposes. All right. Well, there you go. Think I died in the parking lot. Uh, and Kings fans, thank you for coming out tonight. For those of you who did, and even for those of you who couldn't make it, thanks for watching at home. We felt you. I could hear you scream and shout on the power play. Unreal Martin, crowd. Martin Furker. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, especially the guy crowd. in front of us who kept yelling, "Shoot!" He did. Yeah. <laughs> he he didn't know though. He must That's not know. Guy. about martin Furk. that's my like, guy that's the guy we want to shoot i uh, i love people that yell shoot great crowd always yell shoot all right thanks very much guys and thanks for listening Kings. we'll talk to you soon